believe that God wants us to enter the miraculous. I believe that He wants us to enter into a different phase of our Christian walk. How many has a hunger tonight to enter into a different phase? Amen. And you want to reach a different level. Amen. Amen. Thank you for your, the raising of your hands. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Thank you, praise team, Sister Carmela and Sister uh, Whitney. And those of you that sang tonight, and musicians, how, how lovely it sounds. Amen. Thank you. And, uh, it's good to see Sister Stella here tonight. And, uh, amen. She just had surgery, so pray for her and all those that are in the nursing home or someplace where they cannot be here. Chapter 10 of 2 Corinthians, verse 1. Now I, Paul, myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am base among you, but being absent and bold towards you. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present. With that confidence wherewith I think to be bold against some, which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds. Everybody say, to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And bringing into captivity every thought, every thought. Every thought, every thought to the obedience of Christ. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Jesus, for your wonderful word. And we pray that our hearts are open to receive in Jesus' name. I think many people make strongholds out to be a very complex subject. Strongholds are merely incorrect thinking patterns and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. We didn't read verse 6, but verse 6 says this. And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Hallelujah. Those patterns 
in our mind that become rooted, built up, and strongholds that we cannot seem to surmount. I'm so thankful for the grace of God. I, I'm so grateful for His mercy. If there's one thing, Brother Larry, that I'm really grateful for is His mercy. Because I have at times been in a holding pattern bound by strongholds. And it is the mercy and grace of God. He could have cut me off. He could have said, I'm tired of messing with you. He could have chopped me down like so much of a dead tree. But he was merciful. I think of the illustration where someone begged Jesus to uh, allow them to weed and fertilize that fig tree and give it another chance. Aren't you grateful for the second and third and fourth and one hundredth and one thousandth. Yea, and there are so many chances that God has given to us. I've forgotten. And I can't even count that high. I'm so grateful for the mercy of God. And if you want mercy, you have to show mercy. If you want mercy in the day of judgment, and there is going to be a day of judgment, whether it is now or whether it is on the great judgment there will be mercy showed to you if you have shown mercy but those who rule with hardness and uh, immediately want to chop off I think of the man who received mercy he owed uh, I think the, the if I recall the story in the scripture right it was something like uh, seven million dollars uh, in if you want to in our funds, in our money today, current currency, and he, it was, or maybe it was seven billion, there was more money than he would ever see in his lifetime, or many lifetimes, if you wanted to add it up in that way. And the king forgave him. The judge said, the slate is wiped clean. What a wonderful thing. And he left feeling relieved because he was going to be in debtor's prison. He was going to be there for the rest of his days. And, and, and I, I look at some of these sentences that judges give out and they say three lifetime sentences. And I'm not sure I understand that I do understand. But I, it's just kind of humorous to me. I think how you only have one life to give. How, how can I give more than one life? Three life sentences. That's the punishment. And our punishment should be so severe. I'm going somewhere with this tonight. Our punishment should be so hard, but God has been merciful. And the man who received this mercy, he leaves and he finds someone who owes him five dollars, five measly little dollars, and grabs him by the throat and says, pay me all that you owe me. And the man falls down on his knees and says, oh, please, just give me a little more time. I think I can come up with five dollars if I do this and, and I borrow from this person and that person I believe by next Tuesday I can get you the five dollars but the man wouldn't hear anything of it he said I want you to pay me right now you owe me five dollars five dollars pay or you're going to prison and the man said I can't pay I don't have it he said you're going to prison the master heard this story 
And he became incensed. He became so angry. He sent his servants out to find this man. And he called him. And, and it was another audience. And he said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Tell me if I'm hearing this story correctly. You were forgiven $5 billion or $7 billion, whatever it was. Anyhow, a huge amount of money. And I forgave you every bit. Wiped the slate clean. It was if, if you had never had that debt. And you leave my presence and find someone that owes $5. And you are so hard that you're going to send them to prison for $5. I want you to notice this tonight. We better be very careful. We better be very grateful for the mercy and grace of God. Amen. I'm so grateful for the mercy and grace of God. But God doesn't want us to stay in that state. The man was... Uh, he was sent to prison. The Bible says he was cast into outer darkness. To ever be tormented. I want mercy. And I'm grateful for the mercy. But God doesn't want us to stay in a state where we're constantly going forward and backward. We can never seem like the waves that roll in from the ocean. It rolls in and it goes so far and then it rolls back out. It will roll in but you can be assured it's going to go head right back out. And you feel like you've made one more point. You've gotten so far and then suddenly you feel yourself sliding back, 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 back. And you end up right where you started from. Can I get a witness? Anybody like that in here? You know, the, the Lord doesn't want us to live in that uh, frustration. It's a, that's a frustrating thing to live in. And, and it's very difficult to find victory. It's, you can't find victory in, in your prayer life. You can't find victory when you uh, battle against the, the enemy. Why? Because your mind is built up into a stronghold. Uh, and God wants us to tear down those strongholds uh, so that we can live in the area and the aura of the miraculous. God wants the miraculous in his people. Casting down. So the war weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. Cast down. Casting down. What do you think of when you think of casting down? You know, it's going to have to be a severe thing when you decide, I've, I've coddled this thing long enough. I, I've... I've, I've I've protected it long enough. I've had it in my mind long enough. I've had these thoughts long enough. I'm going to cast them down. I'm going to take them out and cast them down. You know how you cast them down? You say, God, forgive me of my sins and forgive me of the way I've thought. I'm casting those thoughts out of my life once and for all. Satan starts by reminding us of our past failures. He loves to do this. And then when you start thinking of your past failures, you start thinking of, well, I failed back then. I guess I'm going to fail now. I guess I can't be victorious. I'll just go to church. and I love Jesus, but I can't seem to ever get out of this you know, that is not the will of God. 
That is not from the Lord. That is from Satan himself. Amen. Casting down, casting down. Somebody say it with me. Casting down, cast down imaginations. You know, you're going to have to get brutal. You're going to have to get rough. You're going to have to take hold and take authority in your life. If you're going to change yourself, if you're going to change your circumstances, if you're going to cast out those evil spirits that constantly sit on your shoulder and whisper to you things that you did in the past, things that you are, that are under the blood and try to remind you and try to pull you down you're going to have to act like Jesus and say get thee behind me you have no authority and no power over me get out of my life once and for all Satan brings up those things that ought not to be we ought not to be dwelling on he tries to get us to agree you know there is power in agreement there is power. The Bible says we're to agree as touching anything. It shall be done. There's power in agreement. And the devil wants you to start agreeing with him. If he can sit, he can whisper into your mind that you're no good, that you've missed so much church, you haven't read your Bible, you lied to Sister Barb when you said you'd read your Bible and you didn't read your Bible. And, and you, got, you said to Brother Jesse, I'm going to get up in the morning and pray. And you didn't get up and pray pray you lied to him too and you've been a failure all the way through and then you start saying with the devil yeah I guess I have been a failure you've started agreeing with him and there's power in agreement you need to tell the devil get thee behind me I am victorious through the name of Jesus somebody shout hallelujah we have a choice we can listen and agree. We can listen and agree. Or listen to God's word. Which tells me that my sins have been washed away. The Bible says, and if we do sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. If I sin, I'll, you know what, I, I don't have to collect it until I come on Sunday morning or Sunday night or Wednesday night. I don't have to hold it and say, I'm going to go to the altar. You know what I can do right then when that convicting power of the Holy Spirit comes upon me? I can say, I can stop where, right where I am and, and say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me of that attitude. Lord, forgive me of those words. Lord, forgive me of the way I acted. God, help me to make adjustments in my life right now. And I find that spirit that's trying to torment me. If we take the devil's bait and begin to meditate on our failures, it'll begin to pull us down spiritually and strongholds will develop. You know, you, got, you, have, to, you have to just eradicate it. You have to bombard that stronghold till it is in oblivion. You keep bombarding it with the name. I know, you know, uh, that story comes to mind. The king said, uh, uh, the prophet said to the king, he said, take the arrows out and strike the ground. And 
The king looked at the prophet and thought, no, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. He didn't say that, but I'm sure he thought that in his mind. You don't strike the ground with arrows. You put arrows in a bow and you let them fly toward a target. And so he thought, well, here's the man of God and, and I'll be respectful. So he half-heartedly took out his arrows and he just kind of tapped the ground. You know, one, two, three. And the man of God was sick and lying on the bed and became very angry and he said, you should have smashed those arrows till there was nothing left, till they were broken in pieces and could never be used again. I want you to know when you tear down the stronghold, you don't just smack it around a little bit. You don't just tear out a brick. You tear the whole thing down until there's no foundation left. You keep bombarding it with the name of Jesus. You keep pleading the blood in the name of Jesus. You keep bombarding it every day. And I want you to know the Bible says you resist the devil and he has to flee from you. It's not uncommon to find a person who picks up a demonic spirit. I didn't say possessed. I said picks up. Hangs around you. Becomes part of your persona. You commit fornication, you're going to pick up a spirit. It's a fornicating spirit. You lie, you're in the, in the habit of lying, you're going to pick up a lying spirit. You abuse drugs, you're going to pick up a, a spirit of witchcraft. Come on. It affects you. And you know, Saul, he was a man who had been anointed by God and the, spirit, the scripture says that an evil spirit would come upon him and that depression would weigh down heavy upon him. They called a young man named David and he would, he would play and sing. And you know, there's something about the joy of the Lord when it's being sang. It, it starts lifting your hearts. How many has ever come to church and you felt like, man, oh man, I'm, I'm dragging tonight. <laughs> I'm glad I'm here. I just barely made it. Have you been there, Brother John, before? Well, maybe you're not like me. <laughs> I put him on the spot. Amen. He didn't say a word. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> we all have been there. I have been there. And uh, I'm thinking to myself sometimes, I don't know. It's just hard to put one foot in front of the other. I love God. I love the church. And I, I love the people of God. I just don't feel like being at church tonight. Hello. So I go in there and I sit on the pew. I sit on the platform. You think I'm all spiritual, don't you? <laughs> Come on. I'm sitting on the platform and it's my, I'm, I'm supposed to preach that night. And I'm thinking, oh, Lord, what am I going to preach? I think I've preached everything in the Bible, haven't I? <laughs> and all of a sudden, Sister Carmela hits a note. Do-do-do-do-do-do. 
<laughs> and something starts happening on the inside. Amen. I start picking my feet up. I, I feel good. I feel good. You know, that's how I start feeling better. And I, when I raise my hands, sometimes, I, you know, it, I raise them because I do it as a natural reflex. But something happens on the inside when I surrender to the Lord. You know what this means? Somebody got a gun on you. You know what you do? You throw both hands up in there. Said, I'm, I'm unarmed. <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> Uh, you know, my hands are up. You see, I'm not going to do anything. You need any money? Yeah, I got, well, I ain't got much. I got a credit card. Uh, I got a debit card. I ain't got no cash on me. I'll give you the pen, though, <laughs> if you let me go. <laughs> you know, when we come to the house of the Lord and we raise our hands to God, something happens. We surrender to God. And when we surrender to God, we defeat the devil. You need to raise your hands in your house. You need to raise your hands on your job. Somebody walks by and says, what you doing? You said, I'm stretching for a minute. I'm reaching for the clouds. I'm reaching for heaven right now. I need some help from God. So these things that we do quickly develop into strongholds. And you know, something that we want to do, self-preservation is something that was given to us by God. But you know, the devil likes to corrupt that self-preservation. And how many's ever done anything that you didn't want anybody else to know anything about? Right? And when the, and when the, the old devil, he says, hey, I know what you did. And so you build up a stronghold thinking, nobody knows but me and the devil and Jesus. And so you, you, you build a stronghold and, and you, get, you, go, you go to the, you rent you a truck and go and get you some bricks and you start building. You know what you're going to do? You're going to, instead of putting it under the blood, instead of getting a hold of the horns of the altar, instead of telling Jesus, uh, you see Jesus, that devil is tormenting me and I'm going to use your name right now to send him where he belongs and he belongs in hell. Amen. He belongs in, in the place uh, where he has been consigned to inhabit strongholds can play and do play a big part in how we feel if you feel you are a failure if you think you are hopeless you will feel hopeless but if you know you are forgiven you'll feel clean inside if you constantly think of your past failures You'll see yourself as associated with him. But that's not me. There's a new man walking in my shoes. Hallelujah. I, I, I don't comment on everything, but I see people post sometimes on Facebook, this is me before I found Jesus, and, and this is me now. I get excited. I, I, I don't mind telling you. I don't necessarily comment, but I sit and look at them. I think, man, oh, man, what was going on in their life then? 
I, and I look at it now. They, that's the same person. It's, sometimes it's difficult to discern. Yeah, yeah I guess that is. I, I see the ears, and yeah, yeah I guess yeah, that is the same person. It's hard to tell. You know why? Because there's a new individual on the inside. The Holy Spirit's on the inside and has changed them and cleaned them up. I don't do the things I used to do. You need to tell the devil that was the old man and the old man's dead. We buried him. Amen. We buried him. He went under the water. Amen. He's under the blood. Amen. And even God himself won't remind you of what you've done once it's under the blood. He put it under the blood of Jesus Christ never to be remembered anymore. You need to tell that devil, get out of my life. I'm talking to you about how to walk in the miraculous. Once you break down the strongholds, once you get your mind thinking as the Lord wants you to think and what he has done in your life, then you're going to start thinking thoughts that Jesus can actually do this in my life. He can actually perform a miracle for me. He can actually perform a miracle through me. Strongholds are built upon deception and lies that we've accepted. How do you counter a lie? How do you counter deception? With the truth. Sometimes, has ever, have you ever had a lie told on you and it was not the truth? You know, it's not good for you to go and try to correct it. You know what you do? You just keep living the truth. Just keep living the truth. You don't need to go challenge the devil. You just need to tell them, hey, the devil, I know the truth. And you're talking a lie. Amen. I'm not going to try to hunt down everybody. And, and it's a waste of time. And it, and it becomes petty. And it becomes uh, divisive. But when you say, hey, listen, I'm going to believe God's word. I'm going to believe what he said about me. Amen. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 17 said the sword of the spirit which is the word of, the, of a God. In the word of God we can see that this weapon is known as the sword of the spirit. We need to take God's word and every time the enemy attacks us we need to pull out the sword which is the word of God. And quote what the Bible says. It is written. That's how Jesus defended himself. He said it is written. 2 Corinthians, we are told that our spiritual weaponry is designed to tear down strongholds. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty. Somebody say mighty. mighty. Somebody say mighty. mighty. But mighty to, through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imagination. And every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity. Bringing into captivity. You know, you need to gird up the loins of your mind. I wear a belt. You know why I wear a belt on my trousers? All the men know why. Because I want my trousers to stay up. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> it keeps things together. 
I don't know about you, but I have forgot my belt. It's a rare occasion. I forgot my belt, and I just feel a little uncertain about things. <laughs> you know, I'm wanting to put my, my thumb in my belt loop there, just make sure things all stay together, you know what I mean? <laughs> Wear suspenders. That's it, Brother John. <laughs> So some of you need to get your belt on your mind. It's a little loose. You need to gird it up, tighten it up. Amen? <laughs> gird up the loins of your mind. And bringing into captivity every thought. Every thought. This is not in the Bible, but... John Wesley said it, and I, it's a good saying. He said that an idle mind is the devil's workshop. You need to keep yourself busy. Amen? He said, so I got so much time on my hands, but that doesn't mean you need to just sit around and let the devil insert whatever thought he wants in your mind. You need to keep yourself busy. If you've got more time and you could read the Bible twice in a year, go ahead and read the Bible twice in a year. Sister Barb won't mind. She'll keep track of that too. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Amen. This great verse that we read, this great passage, gives us a good idea of how we're to go about tearing down strongholds. You know, when you come to God, you don't act like you used to act. Well, there was a word of prophecy that went forth this morning. And uh, if I can remember some of the uh, words, it said, you've got jealousy, you've got anger, envy, and hatred. And what else? Stubbornness. Oh, let me dwell on that a while. Some of you are stubborn. And you take pride in it. I want to tell you, that's a stronghold. The Bible says stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. If you're going to be stubborn, you might, we might as well get a, a statue of Buddha up here and you bow down to it. Oh, come on. God doesn't want us to be stubborn. If someone offers to do something for you, you need to say thank you. Stop being stubborn. Stop withholding the blessing from that other individual. Amen? When the sword of the Spirit, which is that offensive weaponry, it's a great tool that we have to tear down the strongholds. You need to go on the offensive. We're not just reading the Bible. If you're just reading the Bible so you can mark time, so you can tell Sister Barb that, yes, I read the Bible through, then I, perhaps you should stop doing it because you're just wasting your time. It's not a piece of literature that you should just read it to be reading it. You should hide the word in your heart that you might not sin against him. 
You must hide the word. You allow the word to get inside of you. You need to read it. If you're just blowing through it just so you can say you've done it, forget about it, stop doing it. But if you're going to allow the word to get into your heart, to, to get into your mind, to get into your mouth so you can speak the word of God, then it will become powerful. That's the tool that we have right here. Tearing down strongholds. These chains that bind us. They keep us bound. I fear that some of us have had a stronghold and chain on our life for a long, long time. I was meditating before I came on the platform tonight and I, I thought about several problems and uh, then just something came over me and the book of James said count it all joy and so I, I then I thought about my message at MIT this morning and I thought you know I've been wanting to grow and every time a problem comes by, I say to God, well, hey, God, I got a problem. I, you know, you need to fix this problem. I'm just tired of all these problems coming my way. Uh, can I get a witness? And, and then I got to thinking, well, this is an opportunity. Oh, now that's a novel idea. Trust me. <laughs> this is an opportunity to grow. I don't know, Brother John, that was just a, a light went off in my head and I thought, an opportunity to grow, send the problem. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> but I thought with a different way of thinking. If this is what you're doing, God, to help me to grow, then this is an opportunity to become what you want me to be so that I can enter into the miraculous. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know if you got that, but I sure, certainly did. Uh, this is an opportunity to enter into the miraculous. And so I thought, count it all joy. Count it all joy. This is an opportunity to fast. This is an opportunity to pray. This is an opportunity to grow. And the Holy Spirit said, you've been asking me for some things. And this I'm sending you away is to help you to grow. And I said, oh, okay, Lord. I'm sorry I'm a little hard-headed at times. And I couldn't really see that. But I'm glad that you made it plain to me. You know, I'm glad. Aren't you glad when the Lord makes it plain to you? And I'm, I'm trying to help you tonight. You've been asking the Lord for some things. And you've got these strongholds that can only be torn down by you. No one else can tear them down but you. You're the only person that can do it because you have control over your life. I know that you live in a family and other people you're responsible to. But no one controls the thoughts that go in through your mind. Only you. And so you can tear those strongholds down and then when the situations and circumstances come against you you can say God I thank you for this is an opportunity for me to fast and to pray to see the miraculous come to place in my life hallelujah 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 
Don't you think that growth, uh, uh, growth only comes uh, through struggle and, and, the, and the problems and situations? Now, some problems I've gone through, I don't want to go through them ever again. But I'm glad I went through them because when I came out on the other side, I was like gold tried in the fire. At least that's what it appeared to me. And I'm glad, grateful for everything that God has allowed me to go through. But I'm saying tonight that if we would have a vision of what God can do, we will tear the these strongholds down and we will become different people people that we were not before people that we want to become how many wants to become somebody that you yet not I had everybody that raised their hand that said they wanted to change you want to be somebody that God has really instilled that dream into your heart. I'm telling you tonight, you need to break down those strongholds. Some of you haven't got a revelation of paying your tithes. You need to break down those strongholds. Some of you haven't got a revelation of being faithful to church. You need to break down that stronghold. Some of you have got a, haven't got a revelation that you are victorious in Jesus Christ and you're up one day and down the next. You need to break that stronghold. You need to get victorious in Jesus Jesus Christ and nobody can do it but you so when the devil tries to tell you you really messed up this time haven't you you need to counter it with 1 John 3 and 5 that tells me the reason that Jesus went to the cross was to take away sin Hebrews 8.12 tells me that even God has chosen to forget my sin. Boy, that makes the devil mad. It reminds me, reminds him of the day that he was tempting Jesus. And Jesus said to Satan, if thou, when Satan said to Jesus, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Matthew chapter 4 verse 3. But Jesus replied, with it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And what did Satan do after Jesus did that a few times? He had no choice but to hit the road. You need to say to the devil, hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no more. Because his efforts were useless against Jesus. Jesus knew the power of the word of God. Jesus knew the relevant scriptures to quote. It took away Satan's ability to influence him. Let's go back to 2 Corinthians again and see what else it has to say. And having in a readiness, be ready. You leave a Holy Ghost filled service on Sunday night you feel man you're on cloud nine and I'm feeling good now the devil better get out of my way because I'm going to give him a black eye well you know the devil he don't come around then <laughs> you know he don't want to get beat up all the time because you're, you're, you're ready for him then he waits till about 10.30 on Monday morning <laughs> He knows that you're not ready. 
He knows that you let your guard down because your alarm went off and you hit the snooze and then something happened and you were late for work. And so you burned out of the driveway and got to work and the boss looked at you a little funny like, you know, that's the third time, buddy. You know, you're going to get written up for that. And, and you're all worried and you're sitting there and fuming and that somebody called and said, you know, you made an order and you ordered too much or you ordered too little. You did this or that, the other and, and hang up, hung up the phone without even saying goodbye. And man, you feel your blood pressure getting worked up, man. Ooh. It's 1015. I'm feeling twitchy now. <laughs> and the devil, he comes sneaking up. He checks you out and says, yeah, they're ready. <laughs> Not. <laughs> he said, what? In having in a readiness to revenge. A readiness. You know, you're, you can't let your guard down. You've got to have situational awareness. This is a military term. You've got to be aware. You just don't just waltz over here and say, well, you know, this looks like a good place. You may, might be right in the enemy's camp. You have to have situational awareness, knowing that the devil could be right around the corner, and you better be ready with the word of God in your heart. And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience. When your obedience is fulfilled. You know that first time that the devil comes to you on that Monday morning after a wonderful Sunday night service. And he tests you to see if you're going to use the word that you received. He throws out. He throws out a little bait just to. He starts reeling it in a little bit. See if you. Brother Daryl knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, the devil, he's, he pulls it by you. See, yeah, they don't look ready. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he waits for you. And then you, you, you know, that the third person that called you up on the phone, and you slammed that phone down just a little bit too hard. You did what we call pot and pan cussing. How many knows what pot and pan cussing is? Uh, that, that's, you know, it comes from the kitchen, you know, after the husband and the wife have had to exchange a few words. She says, I'm going to go in and cook something. And she starts slamming the pots on the stove and banging around and slamming the cab cabinet doors. We, I always called that, and Dad called that pot and pan cussing. My mother never did that. <laughs> or if, if you're a man, you don't cook, perhaps you give the door a little extra boost as it closes, you know. Bam! Oh, sorry, the wind got a hold of it. You passive-aggressive, stop lying. <laughs> and, the, and you take the bait, and the devil sees that you've let your guard down. And then you feel like, well, I, I messed up now. It's, the whole day's lost. You know what you need to do? Are having a readiness, you need to rally the troops, mean yourself. Say, hey, wait a minute. I'm not going to fall into that trap Again, like I have over and over, because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I am victorious. Come on, somebody say it with me. I am victorious.
victorious. Say it again. I am victorious. If you're victorious tonight, stand to your feet with me in Jesus' name. Let's lift our hands to the Lord. Let's magnify Him and give Him praise right now. We worship you, Jesus. We praise you. We thank you for all that you've done. We have the victory through your name. We have the victory through your blood. We have the victory through your word. And right now, we claim victory in our lives. We repent of any sins that we have committed. And those charges that the devil constantly brings against us, they are null and void through the blood of Jesus Christ. They are old charges, and they have been dropped by the Lord. The devil can't bring charges that have been dropped and covered by the blood by the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 I feel victory in this place. I feel victory in this place. Victory over the power of the enemy. I don't have to leave here the same way I came. Meaning, I don't have to leave here in bondage to strongholds like I came. I can leave with those strongholds broken with the assurance that I don't have to rebuild them when I get home because I was a failure. Hey, if you fall, pick yourself back up. A righteous man falls seven times, but he shall arise. Come on, let's get up in Jesus' name. Let's be victorious through the power of the blood. Sing, Sister Carmela. I'm defeated.